0: Find their written and premium audio content at UTHDynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose.
1: Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now.
0: Welcome to Under the Helmet, looking at some long-term player value in fantasy football. I'm your host, Chad Parsons, joined by Katie Flower the official podcast of UTHDynasty.com. Support the show. Don't listen to three, four minutes of advertising at all, ever on this show, by subscribing to UTHDynasty.com, as well as supporting what we do over at Patreon.com slash UTH. Got Tim Torch recording a weekly show on The waiver Wire, plus additional, I do a trade cast in in season, as well as uh, later this week we have, and it's going to be weekly, a VIP strategy session where we do a live call. It's available after hours as well um, as a podcast, but a lot of things going on over there and uh, Katie is here on the weekly show and we are here in terms of about 48 hours before official NFL kickoff and this fire hose is about you know we might be a little on fire you know it's it's been a long long time we do have some college football uh, sprinkles getting going with this season and some of the major conferences and, and more major teams coming up shortly but Katie we have had no preseason it's hurt my soul with some of these deeper devi names that we didn't get to watch at all we had Cuts This past weekend, the fire hose is just starting and pretty soon we're going to have 16 glorious games and matchups in week one where we had no tea leaves outside of training camp reports, little videos here and there, but uh, we are pretty much flying blind and and honestly, I don't think that's as bad news uh, in terms of you know, eliminating our preconceived thoughts where a lot of times that August buzz can lead us astray more than it can lead us out of the woods. But uh, we are right here and just super excited as this is the official, you know, last off-season podcast for us.
1: Yeah, it's it's just going to be a crazy season. I'm so excited. It's like our christmas you know the night before christmas we got two days before well thursday morning is when i start setting my lineups for the weekend and then i double check that's reality time right and then i double check news before this is going to be more than ever you're going to have to stay glued to the news if if i don't know how long before game time they are going to do their temperature tests and and stuff yeah. but there's going to be players that are at the last second you can't play today and that,
0: that ninety minute window of inactives is going to be vital. Yeah, you've got to be you know on your mobile device at a minimum, and you got to be ready to say, you know, do that all my league search and be like, man, I got four four lineups to change because player X is out.
1: Yeah, utilize every bit of technology that you can to stay on top of everything, and and then be ready to make that last minute move if you have to, or if you're going to be away and you know, you're going to be away. I mean, that's the problem though. It isn't like an injury that, you know, I've got two choices. I, this guy is questionable and, or right. I can play we this We still guy. have that. We're still going to have that. Except that you don't know they're questionable. You don't know until they fail their fee- the, right. you know, their temperature tests or whatever. You won't know. They could be the healthiest person right. and then all of a sudden they're out and that's
0: yeah and until and and until this week or maybe in the next 3 4 days we're not really have an indication of well, what's the weekly schedule? You know, what's the tide going to be? Is it going to be, you know, they do a check on Sunday night or Monday, you know, whenever that, that first kind of checkpoint is after the game is complete, and then there, and we'll get that result before waivers that week. Is that going to be something that is a checkpoint for us? Is there going to be another checkpoint where we maybe find out a result on Friday or Saturday? Or is it, like you said, not going to be until that 90-minute window or all the, the news going on who's actually going to play, who's not going to play? Sunday morning, the three, four, five hours going into it, you know, that's going to affect us waivers. Cause if what I've said before, if it's all first come first serve, I mean, it is going to be that glue to the ground. You know, you glue your ear to the ground for the three days leading up till kickoff. If this stuff is just going to get sprinkled out and there's not going to be a regularly scheduled, uh, sequencing on a week to week basis like this.
1: And something I just thought of, and I, oh my goodness, hope this doesn't happen. But I've got some leagues where the waiver wire locks, or it's like almost impossible to drop and pick somebody else up. Yeah. But if you, depending on your situation, even if it's a kicker, a kicker that right. could go you know, down at the last second. And then what this is why we say
0: down be- with kickers, right? Kickers are just yeah, going to be a new oh, variable. Know. You know, the, the first time a prominent guy, the first time a prominent guy, and let's, I mean, what if it's Monday night football? You know, what if you're out, you know, everyone locks a kickoff. There you go. And you pretty much it's, it's that guy or the guy that's playing. And if it's a big matchup, that other guy's probably owned, you know? And so, you know, you could actually be accruing zeros. It could be a tight matchup. I mean, there's a number of ways this goes and I'll tell you, you do feel a little better. You know, if you have, you know, if you got a a couple quarterbacks and the Thursday night matchups, this could be an added variable of saying now I I might go towards a Thursday night matchup because you know what? I have full clarity, and if I burn that guy, I, I don't really have a pivot on my roster other than the guy who's playing at one or sometime on on Sunday. You know, so there's there's a lot more ga- game theory and strategy going on this this year than than ever before for that.
1: Yeah, with a kicker, you hate it in Dynasty. You hate it already. Our rosters are so tight <laughs> as it is, but in Dynasty, if you've got a roster two kickers just to have oh, yeah. a backup, that's going to be crazy. Like a Twenty-eight but
0: man roster. I'm just imagining it already.
1: I've got some twenty-three and twenty-five man rosters oh, that utilize yeah. the kicker spot, and you want to talk about tight. But here's again, just thinking as we go because I hadn't had a chance to think this out before. But starting a kicker on that Thursday or Early Sunday game just to make sure, right? If you have a kicker Take on no your chances. team, if you have your kicker on the team that's a Sunday night or a Monday night game, and you're you holding may out for that, to, yeah. right? You may want to automatically just preemptively replace your kicker off the waiver wire so that you've got somebody that plays early. You're making a great point. Case.
0: Well, and for players, too. I mean, we're all excited. You know, a lot of times Sunday, Sunday night, especially Monday, I mean, some of these feature matchups, high-flying offenses, big-time quarterbacks, etc. that, you know, you're going all the way to that moment, and if you don't have a pivot on someone you can drop, you know, for the backup, the direct backup leading up where it's like, oh, I got Matt Ryan, you know, on Monday Night Football. And it's like, you may have an easy pivot of Matt Shaw, but you still would have to, well, where's my drop, you know? So so you still have the added variable. So I I can agree with, and maybe it's going to take seeing how the first week or two go, And if this is a prevalent sort of thing, you know, because I think I think the first two, three weeks of the aftermath of playing the games, the NFL players are through their sequence of here's a regular week. And if we're seeing, you know, these incidents, you know, these positives holding out players, if that is pretty minimal, then I think, you know, a lot of this doomsday worst case scenario type stuff that could happen We're we're gonna kind of feel okay about this, and we're gonna we're gonna go a little closer to normal business practices, I would say, as dynasty owners. Yet, if we start, you know, if after this first game next week is like an S show in terms of the the three four days and all these pivots, and we are gonna have to, I think, go down this rabbit hole. You might have to have an extra roster spot just open, let's say, or. There may be some 2020 only sort of strategies that we are employing that we have never done before just because of these, you know, you're holding out for, for late games and late players.
1: Right, and another thing is you say that you've got to drop a player. I know a lot of commissioners have added IR spots for the COVID tag. Oh, that, that's a good point. But but how quickly is MFL going to change oh, yes. them? If they're not changed, I mean, can you— You still are out. You, so. Right, you won't be able to—you're going to you're gonna have to drop somebody. It'll help you the second week because— you know, don't they have to be out like two weeks? Or Well, this they have is the thing. We're going to have, two- we're, we're gonna have to so see the first know, notable right.
0: player. Yeah, the first fantasy relevant player that would be in lineups. We'll see, you know, if it comes out 90 minutes before kickoff, are they IL- are I- IR eligible, you know, for, for us uh, 30 minutes after that? I mean, you would figure my fantasy league and other platforms, especially this first week or two, would be hyper aware and have people basically standing by to make these changes, uh, you know, very close. I mean, I would say, I this have will be no- a big test. <laughs> yes, but but I would say the last couple of weeks when we've had more of these, you know, so and so has been put on IR, so and so, especially the last uh, five to seven days, I have noticed it's been a lot more timely. It's been it hasn't been hanging out there a couple of days. Like I've noticed, I've been waiting on someone like a Damien Harris, for example, or you know that that it has been a matter of hours. And sometimes by the time I've seen the news and I go, you know, to check out what leagues I have them and can clear that spot that it's already been done. So I, I will say that I've noticed from MFL that it's been a much more smooth process of late than I can recall in any other recent, you know, cross-section of time.
1: Well, like I said, hopefully we will they've see, anticipated yes. this. And- exactly.
0: You should be. Know that this is a critical time and the first time, Across the board, it's someone like an Alvin Kamar, any auto-start player. And and across the board, you say, see major screw jobs happening with lineups. That's going to be that, you know, the the welcome, you know, welcome to Thunderdome moment <laughs> across the board of but but owners hosting platform, etc. of well, you know, this affected games this week for us. And now what are we going to do? Um, I wanted to ask you, Katie, to we've got plenty of news, but I wanted to ask two things. This could, of course, go at the end of the show. But I want to make sure we hit it here at the top, which is waivers this week. We're recording at a reasonable hour on, on Tuesday night. And Tuesday afternoon-ish for you. And what is the um, what is the one thing for waivers this week? Could be macro, could be micro, that you would give advice to folks uh, for this week.
1: Are you talking about players to pick up? Or it could be about- a player to
0: pick up. It could be a player that you're kind of thinking now, based on what's happened over the last week, that maybe the, now they're a pretty easy cut or, or a cut that you should be considering or it could do, just be general overall strategy about you know maybe save it save your money uh, or uh, hey get it while you can get it type strategy who knows
1: well Lyndon Bowden or Bowden I'm not sure uh-huh. how they pronounce his name I mean to me he's now a cut okay. I liked him uh, you know after I As liked him back. in college and, right <laughs> I liked him when he was the running back tag but now that he's a wide receiver even though Miami needs wide receivers number one. You know the fact that that they were willing to cut ties with a guy that they just got in the third round and take a loss right. take the hit you know they had to give up a fifth and got a fourth for him speaks volumes plus you know. You're probably thinking, oh well, it was coach speak about him being slow. It doesn't sound like it's coach speak
0: because well, you shared you shared the fact that he was also kind of a negative influence you know in the in the facility and stuff, right I mean right well, I, th- I think you shared it was either he, a story right
1: yeah, he was being uh, more concerned he was really getting into the Vegas vibe Henry and Ruggs he and stuff. He was really enjoying, you know, just the now I've made it big and and I can just relax. I don't have to work anymore. Kind of attitude. He's made
0: it big. He's a dancer. yeah, I know. He's right? a round three <laughs> pick. A round three pick. That's a positional convert. I've made it big. But, you know, for yeah, some of no, these guys,
1: that is big. And right. And you know, we we can't laugh at that. I mean, no, the I know. Guy, no, he's signing seriously. bonus, exactly. Right. Exactly. So you know, and he's a young guy, and and young guys that are given money and opportunity for the first time in their whole lives.
0: Yep, and especially in Vegas, exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that that are...
0: But the team bailing... I will say this, kudos on the Raiders for exiting, getting something, and saying, you know what, this didn't work out, and I would urge Dynasty owners to do the same thing. If you drafted him at 304, 309, whatever it was, the point is, you didn't spend a highly influential pick. And honestly, in all but like, what, 30-plus, 35-plus man rosters, that... The third round, third round and beyond, let's be frank, those are guys that are on a window of they may not be on your roster within the next 12 months anyway. So whether it's today for waiver of the of the flavor going into week one or if it's in three weeks, like it's fine. I don't consider this like a, oh my God, I just flushed a pick and this is horrific. Again, he got the running back tag. He went to a situation where he could be the number two injury away guy. All of that is different now. So let's recalibrate and move forward and I don't think his roster spot in Dynasty Leagues is a guarantee now either.
1: Right. And I think there's two more guys that are pretty easy drops. Hakeem Butler... Uh, You know, again, it speaks volumes that they just cut him. Nobody picked him up off waivers. Arizona
0: didn't want him back on the practice squad even.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, there were some drafts that I was in where we had rookie drafts before the NFL draft. Oh, no. And, yeah, I mean, I saw him going like 103. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So sometimes it's a costly lesson that, you know— Well, he don't had, always work well, out. He had, well,
0: he had potential round one. I remember at that time, he was like, oh. Yeah, you I, know, well, he, there was he a could, lot of- no, 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 I know. But with wide receiver, we've said it before. wide receiver. Falling in the draft is more is more of a, of an impact probability wise, and sort of how you're going to view them. You know, if, if now all of a sudden you you drafted them highly and now they're going a lot less. You know, and after the NFL draft, rookie drafts, like wide receiver, it's a bigger deal than at. I mean, look at you know Brian Edwards. You can love Brian Edwards. He falls to the late late day two, and where does he go? Late second round of rookie drafts as opposed to, you know, if he goes in the first round, he's going to be a top eight sort of pick. And Hakeem Butler got, got pounded for it falling in the draft, but some still took him in the second round. And now you see, again, round three, round, especially day three, no allegiance there. Arizona's not not, not messing around. Let's move on. Yep.
1: And, of course, shop before you drop. If you can even, you know, take a future fourth plus Bowden and get right. a third or anything, right. anything for the guy. Same thing with Hakeem Butler. Try it. And if nobody's buying, just drop him. And, and the third player, uh, I've mentioned this before, I've seen it on Twitter. There was a poll the other day. You know, it, whatever you're doing with Darius guys. he's a drop. He's never going to see another NFL dro- uh, snap. And I did see somebody on Twitter said that they traded him for a third round pick wow, for 2021 nice. third. Great. Yep. A shop before you drop. But if you need the roster space to pick somebody else up, don't even think twice.
0: And don't get weird if someone picks them up. Because you yeah. know what? That's an, arb- that's an albatross around their neck as a roster spot. So, exactly.
1: It, it means yeah. they're going to drop somebody else that maybe...
0: maybe he, was a, he was an unproven player. He played five games. And, and that's the difference. If he was an absolute superstar... You know, like a, a game-changing superstar, I don't think you'd be saying cut him, right, Katie? Right. Yeah. That's a that's a, a big difference.
1: Right. Kareem Hunt at least has a just got a really an extension under his belt.
0: You right. Know, he just got an extension. Why he guys... can play?
1: Right. And they know. And he can play. but and also just based on what I've read, right. It's serious enough. I think he's going to spend some time in jail. Maybe right. not. But I don't think he's coming back.
0: Don't waste your dynasty time. In for six, twelve, eighteen months, seeing if maybe you're justified in instead of dropping them, keeping them for that long, you're gonna miss on right. so many, so many waiver opportunities, so many chances to maybe trade one for, you know, one for two, or maybe you need and to trade for a player crazy, in season. Yeah.
1: In this crazy season, you're gonna spot. need the flexibility. You don't need somebody like him just weighing down the bottom end of your roster that you can't use. Yep. That is the type of player that you just want to get rid of.
0: Oh, And now the other part is overarching advice for folks for week one lineups, Katie.
1: Go with your guys. Go with the guys that have done it. Um, I wouldn't even – I don't know that I'm going to trust any rookie to roll any rookie w- except for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I don't know – or Clyde Edwards-Alaire if I have him. Um, there's not a lot of rookies that I would – Put in was, my starting lineup. Well I was gonna say if
0: one. you're rookie if you're rookie heavy, it sounds like you you're fine with Jonathan Taylor if you need it. Um, yeah. I was gonna ask you about Antonio Gibson in lineups. If you oh, are
1: yeah. are you yeah. are you okay yeah. just
0: rolling and let say, hey, it's ambiguous, let's see how this goes.
1: No, I again, if you have a need at running back, I think Antonio Gibson, because of his role in the passing game, could very well be viable in week one. Right. Um so yeah, and I think that their game script is that they're going to need they're not going to need the pure between the tackles thumper uh you know they're they're going to be a negative gains game, game script I would I'm excited imagine, to see their offense. though. Apparently games.
0: there's going to be a lot of motion and sweeps. Yeah. I mean we've seen offenses where that sweep game it can get you easy yards. Uh, and, you know defined Antonio yards Gibson and if he's will take goal. advantage of that. So yeah, exactly. he's
1: another one that was a good one for you to bring up. But I, I he's just but, another one that I would If I would you can define.
0: Week one, you're relying on again guys with roles, you know I mean yep. James Conner. I was gonna ask you about Leonard fournette I mean the, the last thing that came out was they expect a solid role you know that that fournette I still think fournette's one of those types that they didn't bring him in to uh, you know be an eight eight touch per week player. I could be wrong, right. but the tea leaves like that doesn't pass the sniff test to me and and so would he be someone where you go, you know what? I have a pretty solid running back one that I feel comfortable with, but but running back two, you know, Fournette is is someone that should be right there in terms of the upside is pretty pronounced. And I don't know, you know, and you say, I don't know if the floor is super, super low, just touchdown upside alone in that offense could be, could be multiples uh, on any week.
1: I would play Fournette over, let's say a Jordan Howard or somebody on the Miami backfield. I would, Fournette over any of the Detroit running backs, any of the Buffalo Bills running backs. Okay.
0: Um, okay, so it sounds like the ones that are maybe less upside infused and ones that you have some ambiguity about. Roll Fournette over a lot of those, which would yeah. probably put him in that. I would guess what top twenty, top twenty-two ish. You know, if you're for lineup decisions among running backs. Yeah. Um, somewhere in there. um I was going to ask you about. I mean, so you mentioned the Lions. They bring in Adrian Peterson. Bo Scarborough goes to the short-term IR. But you got Kieran Johnson with the brace. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think he hasn't practiced in
1: at least a week. He hasn't practiced in about three weeks. A
0: couple weeks. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, they bring in Peterson. Peterson's another one where you think, why would they bring him in if he's not going to have a role if Swift is not really playing early on? And again, this isn't like some long-term... It doesn't matter at all. Um, But in terms of breaking it down... I mean, would Kerion Johnson be more of the receiving-centric guy of of that split with Peterson getting a lot more of the traditional interior touches? Like, it's interesting his addition if Swift is the one that's out.
1: Right. Um, I'm not even going to speculate that. I'm not going to touch that backfield until I've seen what they're going to do at this point. And Swift will be the guy. I'm I'm not worried about him at all long-term. Once he's healthy he he's a great receiver great. and he's he's a great runner and he will i'm guessing by midseason as long as he's healthy he will own that job
0: well we've seen and we've seen what Theo Riddick who is a an inferior version we've seen what guys yeah. you know really actually good receivers in that offense have done over the course of time and and again he's going to be one that phew, it's, it could be Alvin Kamara, like in the sense that you see all these other weapons, you know, they have good weapons outside of the backfield where you say if they are all healthy, you know, the check down, you're going to get a lot of open spaces and one-on-one matchups to for additional yardage there. Right. Okay. So
1: early on, I'm not touching that backfield.
0: Okay. Until you actually see some clarity. Is, is Kirian Johnson one that... You know your your ambulance chasing and saying you know I mean the value just the ki- hits he's just keep me. coming. He's dead to you. All right. He's dead to me.
1: Oh. I've got no real interest in him. Um, okay. I don't. Luckily, I didn't have him on that many teams. I was able to sell him when he was still pretty viable. Um, okay. There was just a really hinky feeling I had about him, but.
0: Um, well, he's he's one that I mean he hasn't looked great even when he has been healthy and now you know some of the durability things are coming back up where that was one of the things from Auburn I mean running hard but getting beat up you know not a guy that let's call him naturally elusive like I think that would be a a good way of putting it right I mean a guy that that finds contact and and has done well with contact so far but uh but again if you make that your living
1: to me the biggest thing that turned me off recently was just his quote something about wow you know, DeAndre Swift can do everything. He's awesome. Like, I wish I was that good. Kind of <laughs> whatever that gotcha. quote was. And it, yeah, I mean, it's like, that's just. Not the right. right mental framework as a right. football player.
0: Yeah, you can you can say you can say he's you can say he's looked good for a rookie, and you know blah blah blah, and it's like, but you have to give the impression, right? You know that you're going to dogfight for the for, for the uh, exactly. For the position, and he didn't right?
1: he didn't even give me that impression. My injury or no, I got you. Uh, and then on top of everything else, it's like that's why I'm not looking to even buy low on the guy.
0: So he's dead to you. What about Ronald Jones in this? Do you, is he one that you <laughs> what is he one that is he one that you're willing to say? At worst, he's an injury away right now.
1: Cause, I've because Fournette just, wasn't one
0: that they probably expected to be available.
1: No, so I, I understand wrinkle. that, and they're trying to do everything they can to surround Tom Brady with the weapons that to can win make the Super Bowl that team. You're... Right? I mean, they really just needed a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. They've got a good defense, and yep. to have Leonard Fournette is just. Uh, it was a huge win for them. Well, it's going to be interesting
0: because Fournette is on his best team since high school. Is yeah, that fair to say? I mean, I mean LSU, him- it was really they, – they weren't your – pass it around Joe Burrow led LSU team. I mean, it was very run centric right. and stacked the box and, and all that stuff. I mean, and then Wasn't Jacksonville, like Danny Etling, and who else? Oh, it was horrible. Quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he never had, he, and he had good wide receivers that were, were, you know, said, go sit over there. I mean, they had, they had yeah. Beckham, Beckham, and Landry on the same team and both of them didn't have super production because of quarterback play. But I mean, he, I have a, I mean, he is going to get more openings than he's had at any point in his NFL career, and that's not even close. I mean.
1: Oh yeah, and and for for a guy his size and with some straight you, line you know, speed, right? And I I think that he's a lot better than most people are giving him credit for. He was in a whereas, tough spot. Yeah. Whereas Ronald Jones, I still don't think that he has the it. Okay. I mean, he's being touted by his coach that he's the guy. We'll see. I, you know, I was buying low on him in the off season when he would, you know, I think it was last year when he was dirt cheap. But I, I still don't have a ton of shares of him. I would like to see him at least have a couple good games so I can trade him. Well, let's not but pretend
0: like Leonard Fournette. He he had his first healthy, longer stretch last year. So, you know, you're rolling the dice. Do, uh, Dalvin Cook style that that you know is it going to happen two years in a row pretty much so to me that's not a given I mean Fournette's a guy you roll and then guess what if he's out he's out and you move on to the next guy but uh um, I wanted I wanted to ask you about the interesting and again this is probably low upside so this is not something that I view overly impactful you may disagree but so Jacksonville without Fournette you know, we've got the yeah, moniker yeah. of running back one for James Robinson, who I did yeah. like coming out, I but know, let's face I remember. It, but let's face it, he's undrafted. And then you've got, uh, Armstead, so Armstead, who so is what? So deemed- what? right. No. So what, what,
1: so what the James white was on? Un- I mean, uh, James Robinson was undrafted. So what?
0: My point was going to be that, you know, that probably limits his, uh, his flip potential and how much you should, you know, value or hold a tight grip on him. Big picture. Um, But it's wide open this year. I mean, you would expect in the offseason they would do something. But Raquel Armstead could be out a while. That's a big moving piece. Divino Zigbo has been a waiver darling for people over the last, what, week or so. Um, And then you've got Chris Thompson, who pretty much has no competition for the receiving-centric role within there. I mean, are you buying James Robinson could just walk in and be the running back one? And that's at least even a fraction of the reason that Leonard Fournette got uh, got released was the fact that they like in-house and frankly cheaper, maybe less headaches. Um, And they weren't moving on, you know, they're moving on from the next season anyway.
1: Yes. All right.
0: So so you're in on Robinson. We haven't really talked about this, so. We haven't. Okay, so Robinson over Ozigbo for you. Yes.
1: Okay. And uh, I do like the Chris Thompson. I think, again, I think that team is going to be more in negative game script and it'll be interesting. I think that he will have the bigger role at least down the stretch of down the stretch of game from a PPR standpoint right
0: well Fournette got 100 targets I mean if Chris Thompson he might break before 100 targets (laughs) but it could be on a pace of you know six seven targets a game and and yeah so I I think the low upside of the other guys probably because 20 30 catches might be their ceiling if one guy truly is you know more and and it may turn into a, a mucky committee but but yeah Robinson is one that He's, you know, you put a list of 5-10 guys together, and now what we know now, you wonder if you had the preseason playing out, would he have been a name that would have been picked up a few weeks ago? Because it's like, boy, he looked good in the second half, now he's playing in the first half, now Fournette's gone, and now, you know, he didn't play in the fourth game of the preseason. Like, there's a lot of storyline there that we just missed out on, as well as NFL tape.
1: Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to see him, but... He is still out there on waivers. I know. Uh, this in is a, a big lot of week leagues. For uh, Zigbo was picked up. Yep. And uh, so was uh, Reichwell if, if he right. wasn't already rostered. Those two were the hot ones. And any Chris Thompson shares, those guys were all scooped up, and Robinson was completely ignored. So he's still out there in a lot of leagues and starting running back.
0: Starting running back. Um, what about your, your New England Patriots? With uh, Sonny Michelle still working back, we've got Damian Harris out at least three weeks, right? So sad. Yeah, I'm so I know. sad for that. No, I know. But Rex Burkhead week one, is this going to be a thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, James White will have a very heavily targeted uh, role, okay. obviously. And Burkhead will be the dude.
0: Are you okay with him in the flex?
1: I would try to avoid that. I mean, if you have to. Yeah. But would you prefer? Would you
0: would you take a shot on a lot of these? Like, would you take a shot on uh, Cam Acres instead? Would you take a shot on you know? You, I would you do said, Cam
1: Acres hundred percent of the time and, over and Burkhead.
0: Gibson. Of course, it sounds like right. from what you previously said. Um, so yeah. you're probably not getting down to Burkhead. What I would say though is this: Burkhead has if he's Dobbins owned,
1: is another one. I would put Dobbins in even with. The would you really split even with, with Ingram, this whole like he's going to yeah. be run as the fourth well, guy or put yeah, it whatever. this way? You got Rex Burkhead and James White. Who's going to get more? Of I mean, you, Burkhead will be more touchdown dependent. Right. White is going to be your PPR darling. Well, and without, Edelman well, is going to have a big right. role. And without uh, Brady though, Cam I mean, Newton one potentially of the appeals could take a, a touchdown one, right. or two away.
0: One of the appeals with Brady was James White in the red zone. Where now I think Cam Newton is going to be a lot more. You know, quarterback keep or are you going to give it to the running back? You know, and Burkhead is pretty good. Uh, like yeah, I, I know, I, I know a lot of people forget, disagree. but it's like so. So I could definitely see him being a guy that got two touchdowns, you know, inside the five yard line this coming week, if they don't, you know, just uh, slam it in with Cam or something like. Burkhead
1: that. Burket so. is the kind of guy that I want on my roster, not on my opponent's roster, whether I start him or not. Right. Because
0: oh, big game potential, he, you never know. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And so he's a he's one. Just I am very curious to see how this Patriots offense is going to look. As a whole, right, with Cam, with you know the outside of Edelman, Harry has been up and down. I uh, he he has shown some really great uh, potential and upside. And if he clicks well and is running his routes, the biggest question mark on him is just game speed. Is he going to be still thinking? about everything that he's been coached to do or is it going to when is it going to start coming naturally to him as soon as that happens i think that offense is going to click but that could take 4-6 weeks or maybe longer uh so early on that's another unless i've got james white which i would blindly throw in there anywhere right. in my lineup Um, yeah
0: nice nice floor and ceiling combo there because again he's someone that could catch a couple receiving touchdowns as well as have eight or nine catches depending on how games go right Um, all right I wanted to ask you so David Joku um, tell me how you feel at various depths on his roster spot where the, the the depth chart comes out I still wonder why the Browns kept him Harrison Bryant tied in two on the first depth chart over David Joku they signed Austin Hooper Joku, you know, you got the pedigree there, but I'm thinking, you know, if it's a one tight end league, 22, 25, maybe even 27 or so man rosters, is he guaranteed a spot for you knowing what the waiver wire churn is likely going to be in this year?
1: No. I'm in a tight end premium. Well, it's start one, but it's Uh one and a half PPR, which for a very tight roster, uh, if Damian Harris hadn't gone on IR. You were going to have to cut him. I would have cut. Joe he's your next. Before, he's your next guy for my kicker or for my team defense.
0: Wow, so he, so he's both. not going to last through September for you then. I mean, you now you get the opportunity to look at him and see if it's true. Right, week one, right. but that's all you're going to get.
1: Right, or and how many tight ends
0: do you have on that team? I'm just curious. I've, Three, two.
1: I've got. I think he's my fifth. Fifth. I've okay. Got four, well, that's yeah. I've got four. Right. So okay. there's no question. He's he's, he's that low not, for you already. Yeah. Right. I've got. I think I've got Hawkinson, Fant, Eifert, and yeah. one other. But anyway, I've I've got a lot of other. Right. But it might I think swing. Hurst might be my other but anyway but it might
0: swing though because if you see you know that really didn't mean a whole lot they're gonna you know slow play the Harrison Bryant the rookie who a lot of people thought was maybe a top 50 60 player ends up going day three but if it's Austin Hooper you know a high snap share but then Joku's in that 35 40 45 snap share range week one whether he had a couple targets or not or whatever but I mean that gives you some reason for promise if he plays 10% 10% of snaps Harrison Bryant is over him then I think it's going to be tough in a start one period to hold him
1: yes and you know the other thing you're hoping that he does have a pretty good role the first couple of weeks so that you can get something for him uh, right. well
0: you at even, least want to know he's injury away right I mean you want to see in some of those formats is he a high upside injury away guy to Austin Hooper or not right. yeah that's the yeah. threshold well, yeah, I think this is the year you kind of have to, you know, right now we started doing exercises with some of the UT subscribers I would talk to. And, you know, we went tier one, tier two, tier three players on your roster. And it was like, it's kind of eye opening because anyone you put in tier three, I said any given week, depending on the waiver options and depending on the landscape, you got to be willing to shop before you drop, maybe depending on the player, but willing to cut those guys and cut bait and move on. Because... Otherwise, I mean, you get in this situation where you just you're letting people lap you in terms of well, I passed on this waiver run, then I passed on this waiver run, and it's all for a guy that it's not good tea leaves. You know, it's not like anything's going to happen in the next two three weeks. We're not talking, let's say, an injury away running back, and it's like an ancillary wide receiver developmental that you didn't take in the first couple rounds of the NFL uh, of of rookie drafts. Or David Joku is going to be a good example at, at at tight end. It's not if it's not too tight end. I mean. This is just logistics of managing your team, and if someone else wants to take them, him on, and be immobile with that spot for two, three months where nothing really is happening, so be it. You know, you got to take. And if he ends up panning out next year with a trade or whatever, Hayden Hurst style, you take your chances, right? I mean, right. Because you still, my whole thing this year is going to be, you got to improve your odds for for this coming week with those back two, three, four, five spots, depending on the depth of your league and how much churn you have going on, how much liquidity there. It's just tough. Yes. All right. I, I want to go over, actually, mm, not sure about these other uh, news things, but I want to go over a couple of trades with you just to get, okay. we, talked to, we talked to Antonio Gibson um, earlier, and so I wanted to readdress trading because now we're on the cusp of getting to see him. You mentioned if you got to throw him in, there's some upside there for sure. A lot of unknowns with his role as well as Washington's offense on where that ball could go. But I saw one this past week. Maybe it's a pivot point of saying too cheap, too expensive. Uh, it was a, just a stock league. It was Antonio Gibson for uh, Michael Gallup. Do you view that as a solid return? Do you view that as, hey, there's a lot of upside here. Like, I wouldn't settle, quote unquote, settle for that today because of, you know, two bi- two main pieces of that depth chart with Peterson and Geist being out of the picture now.
1: The question I always have to ask myself, and when a listener asks me a trade question, I ask them this question. <laughs> Is Michael Gallup the kind of guy that you're going to be able to roll out as one of your top three wide receivers every week. Because if you've got to start three wide receivers and you're confident that Gallup is one of your top guys that you're not even going to blink, then yeah, it's a good deal. But Mm -hmm. chances are high. Mm, No, he's more really a kind of guy that... It depends on other things and maybe the matchup and and other stuff like that or he's just my my wide receiver five he's just extra depth for me then I'm saying keep Antonio Gibson he has so much more upside in that running back role right as a pass receiver in PPR you're going to get a ton more for him
0: if he just pops and does a little something I mean, right. it really doesn't take. He, t- he doesn't have to be top five this year, or anything. Like the bar is not that high. He just has to right. look the part, right? I mean, if he if he if he eludes some people in the first couple of weeks, makes a highlight play or two, long run, you know, maybe he has a touchdown over the first two weeks. It's not going to take. And let let's be let's be real. If he doesn't work out, and it's because of someone else on that depth chart, what's is it? Because Peyton Barber is suddenly way better than we think he is. <laughs> Is it, is it really J D McKissick is the way better fit in that offense? Right. Let's be let's be honest with these things. He has a he's golden opportunity. A... Yes. And we, we saw him, Katie. He this I is don't... this is I talked the... to him. I interviewed no, I him. I, I, no, I like the guy. <laughs> no, but what I'm going to say is, him blowing up a la David Johnson, who <laughs> right. he actually has some similarities to, coming really out of does. school in size, but he's actually faster than David yeah. Johnson. I'll just say this. That of turning into, again, a, an impact player for us, where you're starting him every week. He can put up 25, 30 points. You're not surprised. He looks the part of a quality, higher-level NFL running back. All of this is within the range of outcomes. And to get all the way to here, for me, man, you got to make me say no. To not see how this works right. out for a guy that I drafted a lot in, say, the mid second round of rookie drafts, and that was considered a little bit aggressive. You know, oh, I took him at 204. You know, I mean, now, you know, obviously changing landscape of what, what rookie drafts look like. I mean, it's laughable now because he goes in the first round. But I just think, I mean, so for me, you g- g- moving Gibson forward to something else that is a better profile let's say but i mean it's not going to surprise me at all if gibson turns into an auto start impactful player in, you know this season is it you know is it october whatever it is but like i
1: don't think that's out of the realm, right. realm of possibility i think that is actually going to happen i really do right
0: so so you really he's need to he's found
1: money for all of us right. because
0: so you have to be super aggressive so so what we've said before you have to be super aggressive in what you ask for if you are being proactive, or some comes someone comes to you and you counter, be super aggressive. Make them right. say no. Make them say Ma- no. Get it like what you just said. Get an auto start player. Get a player where y- there's no quibbles. Like they are overpaying to get the hot guy, and right now it's the prospect of the hot guy because we haven't seen it. Again, we may have a different conversation in seven days, Katie. He may come out and look great. He can- may come out and look lost and it really is McKissick and like so there's a wide range of outcomes just in terms of the one sample size game we see next week so
1: there is and here's here's the cool thing though we didn't have any preseason so there's a lot of people that are still so sleeping not sold on these questionable right. question mark guys because they didn't get to see him you know he didn't do a lot in college and he had you know different roles, so uh, he's just one of those juicy kind of players. Right. Well,
0: he, again, why scout him? Why target him in rookie drafts? Why go through? Why go through all of this? And before you actually see him play at all at this level, you and again, I'm not going to say this isn't a profit. I like Michael Gallup plenty, but there is risk in this singular thing. If CD Lamb, like big picture, let's say over the course of the next two seasons, if one guy is going to get squeezed. Is it going to be Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, or Michael Gallup? Let's just be realistic, right? Right. It's going to be, be Gallup. Michael Gallup. In a lot of the simulations you were to do in your head, it would be Michael Gallup. He can be a really good player, but he can still finish wide receiver 48 this year. He can be a good player. Dallas is really good, and he could yep. still be yep. a far cry from what he was last year in a quasi-perfect storm.
1: I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, any final I thoughts here? I have a here? question for you. Oh, the last one. Qu-
0: okay, go for it. One question and then final thoughts.
1: Okay, so my question to you is, the rumor is that green bay is looking to sign yes. aaron jones oh. and we've got also talk that aj is going to start the season as the rb3 which to me is not a surprise for a rookie you know in the the way that everything went down with training camp and everything
0: jamal williams is good they, What's that? Jamal Williams is good. He's a pro. I know.
1: Yeah. Jamal Williams is good. And another senior bowl guy that we got to know and talk to. And uh, I really like Jamal Williams. So I'm happy for him. But, you know, with the the rumors that they're going to sign Jones to an extension, which is something Green Bay doesn't do with their running backs, how does this affect your opinion on A.J. Dillon at this point?
0: Green Bay, call me. Please give my opinion on this. Okay, it, it, Honestly, I got a headache when you were talking. And I, I did yeah. write the, the Aaron Jones thing down, but when I heard it earlier, I was like, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. Like, Okay, you draft a running back of prototypical size and ilk that is a rare specimen in terms of his movement ability for his size. He's been a guy that's been high volume in college. I mean, what else? And you draft him in round two. And now that prompts you to signing Aaron Jones back, a day 3 sub-sized guy, and let's face it almost everybody in the NFL is sub-sized compared to AJ Dillon. I this makes no sense to me. And this is the this is how you squander making a good pick in the NFL draft is let's re-sign the guy we got. Now I'll say this from a dynasty angle, I may own. Now, I mean, a UTHR might have some of these shares, so it might be more difficult than this, but if Aaron Jones, whether it's via a new deal or uh, you know starting off the year and there's no A.J. Dillon presence here of like squeezing uh, Aaron Jones, if there is a secondary window to buy, I will be like one of those stock shows with all the buttons and stuff where you press all these annoying sounds and imagery and stuff of like, buy, buy, buy Bulls, Bears. Like I would be buy, buy, triple buy recommendation on A.J. Dillon is what I would do because the next time Aaron Jones gets hurt, I do believe that's going to be the end of his starting duty in Green Bay, contract or otherwise. You get A.J. Dillon opportunity, to me, the competition is going to be over. So I'm going to buy more. If, this, if any of these things cause a ripple in, in A.J. Dillon value, I'm going to maybe own him more than anybody I've recently had, and I already own a lot. So
1: I own a lot of him, too, and I feel the same exact way. So I'm
0: doubling down, triple down. I'm going to double down, triple down. And I still don't, Aaron Jones is going to be the outlier of outliers. Jordan talks about it all the time that, I mean, day three, he's already been wildly successful. Lamar Miller, Devonta Freeman. But guess what? We see those guys. They don't really quite have the long-term stability or upside that higher guys would. Again, there is something to this draft position thing. Like a lot of times, Arian Foster happens once a decade. Right, you know, of a guy that comes from the ether, and it's been about undrafted, a decade, hasn't it? So James <laughs> Robinson is there. You doing, go, there you go. So, so Aaron Jones, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'm just, I'm sorry, I can't catch up to the market. I never will. I never, never will. New contract. He starts producing this year, doing well, a repeat of last year. I'm just never going to be where the market is. I'm sorry. I just, he doesn't have the profile I'm looking for, and I, I don't think that's the DNA where Green Bay is. W- moving, So I don't know where this news came from. If it comes true, I just say, you know, I'm going to want to smack their hand and say, no, you just wasted money. Use it any other way, any other way. I don't care, but this is not the good use.
1: Well, and, but... That Green Bay has done already another questionable thing, trading up for Jordan Love. So right. this regime and the way that they're already doing this stuff—they have well, that's head big. Scratches. But you know what?
0: That's big picture planning. They also drafted Rodgers with with Brett Favre. I just so right, right. so I, I get the quarterback thing. I, I do agree, man. You got to have quarterback covered no matter what.
1: Except that Jordan yeah. Love is not the kind of oh, guy. Oh, I He's I just agree the wrong with that.
0: Guy. Well, you know what? Well, so, you know what? Two years on the bench practicing and being with Aaron Rodgers, who maybe, might throw maybe. footballs at him and stuff, you know what? That can't hurt him. So if anything, it just delays us finding out that maybe he's no good. All right, uh, <laughs> exactly. what about you? What about you for final thoughts?
1: All right, so I, I had some news today that um, it was pretty sad. I don't want to really share it, but it's just another reminder that life is short. And whether it's just fantasy football that you enjoy, whatever it is that you enjoy, the people that you love, make sure they know it, man. And and do the things that you care about. Spend time doing the things that you care about with the people that you care about. That's all I got to say.
0: I love it, Katie. Enjoy the ride, right? That would be another Straight. way to say it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy, enjoy the journey, because the it's it's you know it's bumpy at times. You know you're going to stub your toe. You're also going to have moments where you can't stop smiling and laughing, and it, it, that's all part of it. Uh, Dynasty is just a part uh, you know a part of that that life landscape. Um, great stuff, Katie. And you know what? I'll just say as well as the season, enjoy the ride, because yeah, uh, you know, good luck predicting this. Good product. Good luck predicting how it looks in four weeks, twelve weeks. Or in January. Let's hope we get there. We will. You know, as a as a as a person, as a as a as a nation, as a as a football enjoying body of dynasty owners. You know, we're gonna get there. We've been pushing through all off season. It's been a strange one, but you know what? We had the draft. You know what? We had uh you know, we had training camp you know what? We're going to have ourselves a season and, and let's see how it goes. And you know what? Football's back and that makes everything just a little bit easier uh, to close out, to close out every calendar year. So Katie Flowers at FF underscore Skyler three I'm at Chad Parsons NFL reminder about uth dynasty.com sign up to all those premium podcasts, trade calculator, etc. as well as patreon.com slash UTH. If you want to keep this ad free support, what we're doing over there, Tim Torches feature podcast, talking about the waiver wire uh, starting this week, every single week of the regular season, in depth so until next week never settle refuse to be average and keep building those dynasties